conceptualized and deeply intangible. The reason for its intangibility is that African slaves and Indian endangered uh, laborers, as well as uh, the island's many immigrant communities, could not bring all their tangible artifacts with them. In most instances, those of African and Indian descent were denigrated and denied their cultural identity. Should it still be the case now, uh, when we are free of slavery, colonialism and apartheid, that we have a cultural identity crisis? But do we even have that? Those are some of the questions that uh, we're asking you today. And uh, also you can tell us uh, what's the meaning of uh, the Heritage Day to you and your family, how you're celebrating this day today, and how are you ensuring that you preserve your own heritage, even passing it on to your children? It's 10 past uh, 8. Let's get talking. Today, we have uh, Dr. Utsi Letsuane, who is an independent researcher at uh, Kitsu Yasitsu Heritage and Tourism and Executive Director of Ndimlo Foundation. Uh, is on the line with us right now. And uh, Dr. David Coplin, Professor of uh, Social Anthropology at uh, Vets University, also on the line for us too. Both of you, Dr. Utsi Letsuane, good morning to you. Good morning, sir. Uh, just a correction. It's a uh, former, uh, former from Dimlo is former. For, uh, so, so which one is former? Dimlo. Oh, Ndimlo. Okay, all right. So, oh, former executive director at uh, Ndimlo. And uh, Dr. Uh, so David Coplin, sorry, Professor, uh, good morning to you. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you very much. Let's start. The meaning of uh, the day itself, uh, the meaning of Heritage Day, but the meaning of heritage, uh, Dr. Tswane, what, what do you make of it? How, how, how do you define it? How do you even describe it? So the word heritage itself is a kind of a, a construct which is not so, so old in our vocabulary as South, South Africans. Uh, it is a construct that otherwise has been made to be administered by government institutions, international bodies like UNESCO, the World Heritage Site thereof, World Heritage Convention. In South Africa, it is a construct that is being uh, given responsibility to South African Heritage Resources Agency, to the National Heritage Council and the departments respective in, in provinces. However, our languages, our indigenous languages, they do have a meaning of the word heritage. In my language, Setswana, the word heritage means Ngwao Buswa. Now, it actually denotes various aspects of both living practices, traditions, and cultures that has been practiced by those who came before us called Bakuhalowe. So, in fact, the word heritage is not necessarily a tangible aspect of human existence, but it also includes the intangible. Mm. So we, we have what you call the intellectual heritage that you find in proverbs, idioms, in storytelling, and so on and so forth. And then we've got the, the, the tangible heritage that we find in sacred spaces of prayer, in artworks, in designs, and so on. 
All right. It's interesting that you, 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 you're saying in your language, uh, heritage means what? Uh, it, it, I'm also at this point want to say that in my language, in Itsuzulu, heritage means amakuku. Perhaps we should ask our listeners also to tell us uh, the meaning of heritage in their languages. In the world of uh, social anthropology, uh, Professor Coplin, how do you describe and define heritage? Well, uh, it's close to some other words as well, like um, tradition and culture, although there are some differences there, but it consists of a great many things, not just um, um, artifacts, uh, material things, tangible things, uh, including, say, music, uh, poetry, and art, which are passed uh, down, but also, of course, um, language, and then even values, perspectives, um, religion, and uh, rituals that uh, are still carried on and given from one generation. Uh, to another, but also history, the things that happen um, that we want to uh, recall and commemorate because they're uh, a lot of what um, what makes us who we are. So all of those things, uh, you know, kind of uh, funnel into a mix of a sense of uh, being South African, being Mzansi. Mm. Is, it, uh, is it unique to us only, South Africans, to understand and even attach value to heritage, or is it a global phenomenon? So it's very much a global phenomenon, and of course it's been there for all of the generations. Um, we go around the world, you know, we, we are not the same, and there's uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, human beings um, are all human, but then our humanity comes to us through the culture that the, uh, um, our foremothers and forefathers uh, leave to us. So if you're, you know, a Portuguese or a German or a Zulu, it's very important to say that's where I come from, that's who I am although I would respect others for the same things that they have. And, and, and uh, uh, Professor Copeland, where are we in understanding our, our heritage, really, as South Africans? Do you, do you get a sense that we understand, uh, you know, where we come from, where we are, where we're going with what, with what is ours that we should hold dearly to our hearts? Well, it's a difficult thing in South Africa because we're very diverse and we have... Uh, many streams of heritage, and then, of course, with the, under the history that we've had, the previous government and so on, they divided the people, and there was no one South African um, heritage for all, and um, the understanding of one another wasn't, wasn't promoted, and then a lot of history that happened was actually erased. I can show you in, in things that I've written where the history, important history occurred and then was more or less deliberately... Um, uh, erased uh, from the tangible and intangible uh, records. So it, it's, it's not an easy thing, um, but I suppose we're making some progress. 0891-10428, that's the number to call. We're taking your calls right away because we want you to be part of this uh, conversation. We're talking heritage. We're talking amakuku. In your language, what is heritage? But uh, Dr. Tsuane, please help me here. In, in your view, do you, do you get a sense that, uh, perhaps let me ask you, colonialism and apartheid, what did it do really to make us less aware of our heritage as a people here in South Africa? The problem that we have, like I said, the word heritage is not very old in the constructs of in our country. Mm. The, the colonial constructs of heritage, the policies and the laws, have protected heritage that has been developed and maintained by the colonizer in the colony. The laws today, the whole question of policy and philosophy of heritage in the, in the post-colony, 
are the remnants of the colonial master who protected that which is constructed through through conquer and domination. Therefore, we have what we what what Arimas Rui called the triple heritage. But in the triple heritage, the African perspective of heritage has been suppressed and denied. You will remember, sir, when UNESCO, for many years, it, it refused to recognize the intangible heritage and spirituality and sacred practices of African people in particular. And therefore, what it means to have heritage in our country has got to deal with the following. One, the question is, can we talk of our heritage as South Africa? Hmm. And if we talk about our heritage, what are the significant, 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 and the symbolism of such heritage? Hence, we require the following. We require that in the post-colony, heritage, culture, and politics should provide the voices of the indigenous people. It should not only allow, like for example, in the South African Heritage Resources Agencies Act, should not only allow the recognition of such practices, but it should allow people at community level to recognize that their diversity is equally important in the multi in the multicultural society that South Africa is. All right. So in short, in short, sir, what we should cons- const- what should consider as heritage in South Africa has got remnants of the colonial, has got the remnants of apartheid, and that has taught us one thing: those who are in power, they construct a symbol, they construct monuments. They construct statues and they make the law that suits their perspective of their own stamp of power at the time. We'll, we'll come back to the issue of the statues right now, uh, Dr. Tswane. Uh, but Naimbong, uh, Linomta in Kylie, she's an artist as well. Uh, good morning to you, Linomta. Thank you very much. Today I'm asking you, what are you doing to hold on to your heritage? But also, what is our heritage as uh, as South African people of 11 languages and uh, multicultures as well? Nobuse is our Linomta, you can say. As a performer, yes. As a performer, what I want to do, not as a performer actually, but as um to Alapi South Africa and Oguko Abandu Abakula Mvagwam is to just let them know Guti or remind them Guti, let's not forget where we come from. And if you try to, which is Ikamba, Ikamba Letu, Likazwa Yingela, that means yeah, we won't know where we're going mm. to and yeah and kubalegile ukuba sazi ilwini zethu zo 11 all right as south africa nje ndikwiphulo ngoku ndiyafundisa ndifundisa abantu abantetho isisilungu isixhosa ngoba ndizindi ndi Okay. All right. Linomta, uh, thank you very much. I was, uh, let me ask you just to give us a little bit, just a little bit of uh, your, your, your poetry, your, your art form that you do, just a little bit of it. 
Okay, just a little so bit. So I'll, yeah, go I'll ahead, just go ahead. sing. Yelanga lishoni leva fanama zibuingo mo tochata. Yelanga lishoni leva fanama zibuingo mo tochata. Ah, Lino, okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much from Kailicha. Mike, in Newlands, you on the line right now. I don't know if you want to start a, a, a bit of a Afrikaans also just to, to, <laughs> to, to, because we must learn languages. And Afrikaans is part of our heritage, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're making me nervous, Bongi. <laughs> How are you, Mike? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks, Bongi. Happy Heritage Day to you and good morning to your guests. Uh, yeah, just mulling over your questions. I'm doing a nice walk on Table Mountain this morning. It's a beautiful day in Cape Town. And um, it sort of occurred to me that if I ask most of my friends about Heritage Day, they probably won't really know what to say because um, where I'm standing, um, my heritage is South African and I don't really know where else to go with it. And I actually do wonder, really, not to be controversial, but should we really have a holiday for something like Heritage Day? I think it's wonderful to celebrate. But um, I do question whether we should all not be at work today. We're all going to take a holiday off tomorrow. And I think if we're going to celebrate our heritage, I would say let's let's do it, um, you know, on a, on a, on a weekend and uh, declare that a day which we can then look at our heritage and obviously investigate it and so on. But... Uh, I'm going to be going off to Kalani to Heritage Day to celebrate it there mm. at the racetrack to look at the cars. I'm going to be uh, using that to, to talk about the toy run that's coming up soon, so I'm going to make good use of it. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know as a South African person. I don't really have a heritage as such other than a South African one. Okay. Don't, 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 don't worry, Mike. In 2017, uh, this day <laughs> will be on a Saturday. So there you go. <laughs> And uh, 2018, it will be on a Sunday. So there, there's your weekend right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Bongi. Thank you very much. Let's go now uh, back to uh, our uh, panel uh, here. Uh, Professor Coplin, let me come back to you. The issue of language, I mean, it came up quite clearly from Lenomta there, and you also heard from Mike as well. The issue of language, I mean, you find, for instance, uh, people of my race refusing their children to learn their language, their indigenous language, but insist on them speaking in English, for instance, even at home. Isn't that uh, part of passing heritage or depriving them of heritage? Where, where do you draw the line? Well, I wouldn't want to judge people, but uh, you are right. I have, I have met people, uh, even within, let's say, like university uh, trained people who, who do that. It's, it's actually difficult for me to understand because uh, the languages that we have here are very rich. We use uh, English, of course, to speak to one another and to speak to the world. It's a useful tool. Um, but, you know, in terms of uh, not just even being who you are, but uh, the beauty and the richness, I, I speak some Sasutu myself, and mm. uh, I have uh, written um, uh, about its uh, poetry and its songs, and I'm, I'm just so, so enlightened and so impressed. I've learned so much from the way that language is kind of put together. I would recommend it to anyone who, who doesn't know the other language. So that's a, that's a difficult one, but I do understand that when parents want the children to go to school in English um, a lot and to have uh, you know, a good English capacity when they graduate, that is important uh, for work in the professional, national, international arena. So 
you know, I do understand that. And by the way, I don't think that our uh, indigenous languages are dying, uh, whether from Afrikaans, Zulu, or Sutu. Millions of us uh, speak those languages all the time. And um, I, I'm not one of these people who's wringing hands over the fear that, you know, the, the languages are dying. We have wonderful radio services, wonderful music. Uh, we have all these things which take place in our languages, and you hear them all over, including at university. Uh, and then English is just that tool which helps to bring us together. Dr. Utsile Tsuane, do you agree that, uh, yes, indeed, we may have uh, wonderful radio stations, for instance, at the SABC 11 official languages are there, but do you get a sense that the youngsters, for instance, the youth today, not even the youth, the the, the young ones, born free, so to speak, uh, even listen to the radio stations that broadcast in their indigenous languages? Do you think they listen to the uh, indigenous music or all that we do in the main is to import other cultures and other heritage from other other parts of the world. So our radio stations are disappointing, especially those that falls within SABC. You see, sir, uh, my my radio stand, my radio my radio station is Mutsuiding FM. Mm. The, the the radio is is, is programmed. And the programs say are, are very disappointing because these programs are not in the postmodern expression of my language and the growth of vocabulary. Neither do they encourage music that is indigenous. So we have been battling to talk about local quarters. What you pump young people with and you constantly repeat it, it also becomes the menu of the adults. Therefore, our radio stations have have not actually addressed the issue of language as in terms of discussion, language that is found in music. We may have musicians that are playing on the radio station, but there's a certain genres of traditional cultures that are secluded to a particular program in a corner. But let me talk to the issue of language. Mm. The truth is that uh, you remember that the, the, the pencil, pencil, pencil was taken to court because they failed to implement a cabinet resolution. So our provinces, our government is, uh, is actually uh, shying away from using indigenous languages. Our own leaders, administrators, don't even know how to write in their indigenous languages a simple memo, let alone communicate in their language, because they don't have vocabulary, they don't have the philosophy. Basically, we have relegated our languages to Fanaka law, FM expression, now, what is, what is supposed to be done, sir? It's going to be very expensive for indigenous languages in future to take the center stage if we don't start now. If we don't encourage languages not to become only taught as languages, but become subject in physics, in history, they become part of the body politics and knowledge production and dissemination. We must not be afraid, sir, to use our languages in all facets of expression, in all facets of knowledge economy, most important, we should translate some of the most important concepts into our languages so that our language can speak for itself in the economy, in astronomy, can speak for itself in our dreams, and our children must not look for, for, for our languages in particular programs, must not look for languages in a classroom on a subject matter, but they must be able to pick up a book written in Sitsuana talking about environment, talking about uh, issues of politics, economy, and so on and so forth. 
say our languages are under siege because, one, we don't put money to promote our own writers, our own composers, our own philosophers in that language. Secondly, say, we don't, we don't start young. We don't start young and we don't start with the young people. I think what we should do, we should remember that unless otherwise we do this thing early, it's going to be more expensive to promote heritage, culture, two languages of our people as in the Constitution. But, uh, Dr. Uh, Tswane, in, fa- in fact, let me bring in uh, uh, Professor Coplin here. How do you moderate, uh, yes, preserving our language, but uh, also moderating it such that you are able to communicate with uh, with other people who are not necessarily of your uh, background or, or heritage or origin? For instance, because we live in a global village, does it help me to go back and uh, refer to October, for instance, as Mfumfu, which was the name that was given to the month many years ago, and Dasa, which is March? Will that help me, or do I need to moderate and modify March so that I'm able to converse with other people? Professor Copley? Oh, sorry, I thought it was direct to the other gentleman. Sure. Um, well, clearly... Um, Culture is a living and breathing thing. People use it. It's, uh, it's part of our power to uh, conduct our life and to, to carry on well. So naturally, I mean, if, if we're here in South Africa and the Chinese come to do business uh, with us, well, we're going to have to speak either English or Chinese. Um, and, you know, for the present, they are bringing um, English, so we use the English. There isn't, there isn't another way. I just um, don't feel that uh, it's easy for you know, the public uh, institutions and the cost and everything to um, intervene uh, in the daily use of language. People, you know, use it in their own vibrancy. And when I go around Johannesburg, I hear all languages all the time. It's, it is in the hands of the people, and we can regret certain things, but that's where it is. Right. It's, it, you, you will come in just now, uh, Dr. Tswane. Uh, please hold that thought at 8.30. The Forum at 8. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. Heritage Day commemorates South Africa's vibrant diversity in culture, beliefs and uh, traditions. And we ask you today, what are you doing to hold on to your heritage? 0891-104-209-208. That's the number to call us uh, on today. 0891-104-208. We're taking your calls right away. And uh, just a couple of SMSs before I come to you, Dr. Tsuane. Uh, I'll embrace uh, Heritage Day by joining scores of friends who will be braying at the beach. Supermarkets have succeeded in uh, commercializing these days, says uh, Spiwo in KwaZulu-Natal. Hold on to what? When our heritage land economy is still in invaders' hands, from Kosima Kletuka in P.E., Happy Heritage Day. It's time for our government to show uh, leadership, get the army to take children to school. Uh, we can't be held to ransom, says Mike in Newlands. He was on earlier on. And this one saying nothing as uh, it, hold us, uh, it holds us back. What is it in aid of in this day and age? Okay. And uh, this one, uh, Cynthia Nkosi in um, Sohwaba, saying that, uh, Morning, Mr. Kuala. Yes, morning, Nkosi. Uh, to embrace my culture. Nkosi Lamini, when we kunene, when we lutlanga, silubula, lwezwe, sakalombamba. Yes, from Cynthia Nkosi in um, Sohwaba, I'm sure, in Pumalanga somewhere. Uh, Dr. Utsile Tswane, welcome back. You wanted to come in. Yes, uh, um, I... I, I... I don't think uh, we should take it for granted that when people are walking the street and they are talking, it means that the language will survive and it will grow. 
You know, say, in many cosmopolitan areas, even in the 60s and 50s, there was this thing of Scranton Zotita, mm. where people, even in Pretoria, there's this Pitori. Young people are having their own lingua franca and their own Scranton language that they've coined. And they're communicating very well with that language. But does it mean that that language has got a vocabulary that can govern a country and create a philosophy? No. What we should be mindful of is that we don't talk, I'm not talking about, when I talk about language, say, I'm not talking about uh, grammar. I'm not talking about the uh, novels or how to construct a sentence in your language. I'm talking about the body political philosophy. The language, in fact, is, is a cultural identity. The language is reflective of many things. So the word language is not about grammar. When I'm talking about the responsibility of us to develop our language, I'm saying in simple terms, you cannot talk about heritage being promoted if our language must be preserved. I am not for preservation of language, sir. I am for pragmatic of language. I want language not to be preserved. I want language to be used. I want language to become an economic value. I don't want to preserve it like a museum article, I'm an artifact. So with this issue of preserving our language, you say, is going to reduce it to a simple, what I can call, fossilization. We must not preserve our language. We must activate our language. It must be active in public spaces. It must be active in boardrooms. It must become a barrier and a career philosophy, our understanding and our, our worldview. Thank you. All right, so, but what do we do then to hold on to our heritage? For instance, things like, you know, when a young girl or boy come of age, there are rituals that are, that are performed, you know, before you get married. There are rituals that are performed also in different cultures uh, in South Africa. So what do we do to hold on to such? Because you can see some of those uh, are fading away and uh, not too many people are aware of, of, of them or they are aware, but they're not even sure how they are performed. Uh, Dr. Tswane, how do we make sure that uh, we, we, we keep those? So one of the things that we forget is simple. We forget how things became ancient. Things became ancient because a society and community evolved. We've got what we call today ancient Egypt, ancient relics, and so on and so forth. When people evolve say, through culture, which is not static, they develop a particular understanding of the environment. And people migrate from one point to the other. They constantly interact with the others. So sometimes we want to hold on to something because it is good to hold on to it, but it does us no good. And that's not what culture is. But however, heritage, not everything in the past will constitute a heritage. Not all what is history is heritage. In answering your question, we must not allow government to be the only regulator of this matter heritage. The problem that we are having is that we don't have heritage committees, we don't have heritage structures in schools, Basically, unless something is taught in the sub- as a subject in the classroom, its value in the human existence and post-education life becomes less important. We should inculcate cultural studies, heritage studies, not only at universities. It must be part of a human development as lifelong, stu- lifelong learning so that we should understand the significance of a living culture. Once we've got promotion of living cultures, we won't be holding to a past simply because somebody did it, but it will be because of its relevance in our modern day and in future development.
Dr. Utsiletswane is uh, an independent researcher, Kitso uh, Yasitso Heritage and Tourism. And uh, uh, Professor David Coplin, also a professor of social anthropology at Wurz University, with me on the line here. Do, do you agree with those sentiments? I find it very fascinating that, uh, you know, uh, culture is not static. It evolves, not that uh, b- because we did something yesterday, it's still relevant. Today, perhaps we need to adjust how we do it and moderate it somewhat, says uh, Dr. Tswane. Do you agree with that sentiment? Well, <clears throat> I think we do that, uh, and in particularly in South Africa, we have this accommodation, we have this um, flexibility. Uh, we get cultural currents from all over the globe, but we always South Africanize them. Um, even during the time of the harshest uh, repression, our, our music, our jazz, our dance, and uh, drama actually flourished um, in those dark uh, years because uh, we insisted uh, people insisted that uh, it would be so and that uh, we would still have lively Saturday nights with our culture and so on. People do continue to practice um, rituals and uh, indigenous religion in their way, and of course it's a difficult process, um, one step forward, two steps back sometimes, but um, it's in the energy of the people uh, to do that, and I think I'm a bit more, uh, I would say in general, more hopeful that this is carrying on because I do see it everywhere. In fact, Heritage Day is one of the more popular um, holidays in a way to sort of um, uh, talk to Mike about that. Some of the holidays, I think Reconciliation Day or something, we're not sure what that would be about or what reconciliation would be, but Heritage Day, even on our students, they dress up in their um, uh, indigenous uh, clothing and they have uh, performances at our residences and so on on the campus and people go to events, there's lots of um, music and things happening, so Heritage Day really is, I think, uh, quite celebrated in in the, in the country, and I think it's an idea that has kind of caught on because we are looking to create a kind of unity and diversity uh, of an identity for Mzansi. It's going to take many generations, but I think we're on the way to it. Just uh, five things you may not know about Heritage Day. September 24 each year is set aside as a day for all South Africans to celebrate their diverse cultures, beliefs, and uh, traditions. And uh, before 1995, number two, when the date was uh, made a national public holiday, it was known as Shaga Day in KwaZulu-Natal to commemorate the legendary Zulu King Shaga, who was uh, instrumental in bringing different Zulu clans together to form the Zulu nation. Number three, when the public holidays bill was uh, first presented to Parliament, 24 September was not included as a public holiday. The Inkata Freedom Party, well known for its large Zulu membership, objected to the omission and in reaching a compromise, the day was dubbed Heritage Day and made a national public holiday. It's 20 to 9. Remember that moment you wanted to give up. Oh, 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 
Don't be Mavi there with Uno Munganga. Really, uh, today is a heritage day here in South Africa, and we're celebrating that which is us, which is ours, that that defines us, really, as a people. Uh, I will read your SMSs and tweets, tons and tons and tons of them, Facebook messages as well. Madimecha Kekana Siboshwase, Siboshwase Zulu, also Anga Nusana, I'll read your, your Facebook messages. And uh, Steve, uh, also I'll come to your SMS right now. But uh, as we, I was reading five things that you may not know about Heritage Day, as I come to you, Dr. Tswane. Sorry, um, this, um, Songani, can I say just one thing yeah. before you go on? Is that uh, one of your points is quite wrong. Um, it was never called Shaka Day at all. Everybody of an age knows that it was called Dingan's Day, and it was not there to commemorate uniting the Zulus. It was there to commemorate the victory of the Afrikaner fortrekkers over Dingan and his impis at Blood River in 1838. And the regime imposed that, and then uh, to say, though, that's when we took the land. And then later on, they made it, uh, called it the Day of the Vow, and Day of the Covenant, uh, to celebrate the National Party's... um, you know, uh, uh, celebration of the Blood River uh, victory. And only later, after uh, 94, did it become, you know, a Heritage Day in order to erase and to forget what uh, what happened with uh, Fort Trekkers and Dingan. But that's where it comes from. Old will remember that. All right. But uh, you, 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 you will know... Okay, Doctor Swan. Doctor just just a quick one. You will know that uh, today in in Pitama in 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 uh, Ilembe also it's Ilembe Day. You'll remember today. That's what is happening in Guazul Natal. Uh, but uh, Doctor Swan, you want to come in and uh, maybe rectify something that you feel is not right? Sir, I don't know, but uh, we 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 have what you call the Day of the Vow, which is Reconciliation Day today. I don't know if it's, it's I don't think it's September. I think it's for sixteen December. Yeah. Yes, uh, so I want to correct what the professor was saying, that it's not true. That they Which is called Day. Reconciliation Day, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, let me speak to this. Uh, Dingan's Day was never sep- in September. We had, we had Dingan, we used to go out in the street and smear ourselves with, uh, with ash and everything, and we sing these songs, Dingan, Umun, Kajang, and spitting each other with everything. When we grew up, it was not in September. But also, the, 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 the day of the vow for the African is not in September. All these things happen in 16 December. So the Shaka Day, the, the Zulu people had always celebrated these things on their own outside the calendar of the apartheid government. They had it in the, in, in the, in the self-governing territory of KwaZulu. So let's get these three days correct. But mm. that's what I wanted to say, just to correct that. Yeah, the good doctor is right about that. I was a bit confused there. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's all right. It's part of our heritage also. (laughs) No, let us not misconstrue the past. past, Heritage is not necessarily the past. Neither is the past history. Mm. But let me just throw in an element for us to observe, and very carefully. We've got another element of of liberation heritage that is currently in development in South Africa under the auspices of liberation groups and so on and so forth. You see, now we are going to, in South Africa, is going to have another leg of what you call a heritage, which is called the liberation heritage, which is actually looking at the nation, the liberation struggle, the roots, and so on and so forth, to create a particular heritage out of such memories. So it means that we are evolving as a country. Very soon, say, we'll be forgetting about certain things. We'll be looking to the liberation heritage, the liberation struggle, the liberation roots, and memories of how we came to this democracy. So we are evolving as a people, and the concept of heritage sir, is constantly being packaged on philosophy, on events, and so on and so forth. 
089-104-208 is the number to call right now. We're taking your calls. We only have 12 minutes, so make sure that uh, you put in your call quickly so that you can hear your side of your story and how you define a heritage uh, today. A very interesting point that uh, right now we're focusing on uh, liberation heritage. What about cultural heritage, language heritage, food, and, and so on and so on. Uh, let's go straight to your SMSs. But when we come back to both uh, uh, Dr. Tswane and uh, Professor Coplin, I want us to, to, you know, chart the way forward. What are we doing or what is it that we need to do to hold on then to our heritage and make sure that it doesn't disappear, to make sure that we enrich our children with this rich heritage of culture even, uh, before we even talk uh, the liberation heritage. All right, uh, let's uh, take uh, this uh, one now. It's an SMS coming from... um, uh, Makaiba in Pretoria saying that in Tanzania there are about uh, 120 indigenous languages, but government invested in Swahili as one national language. We cannot afford to develop all 11 languages in South Africa. Makaiba is suggesting perhaps that we should develop one language over the others. I don't know. As a first-generation South African, I have the enormous privilege of being able to celebrate both my South African heritage and my English one. That's William from Cape Town. Mbondo-speaking peoples have nothing to celebrate in this day because they are forced to speak Isikosa even in court. That's from Steve uh, uh, Chawe uh, in uh, Pretoria. Unfortunately, nobody will respond to the sentiments raised by Dr. Utsile Tswane because because, uh, conquest defines itself through language. That's a tzikama, them. And uh, this one, Insipedi heritage, okay, pardon me if I butcher this one, but I'll try. Insipedi heritage means Bohwa uh, Bjarina. Yeah, that's the one. Ikukuletu, that, that, it means that really. Peter Wamashifane, thank you very much. And then Perpetua heritage means Ingubeko uh, from Monde Mahamba at uh, Cuttercrest in uh, Durban. Uh, let's go to your Facebook messages right now. I'm not going to read all of them because Shando is waiting uh, in Cape Town. Shando, I'll come to you just now. Madimecha Kekana says, it's not that difficult to preserve our heritage, but it should not be once a year. There should be programs to teach us, particularly youth, about our heritage. Some view uh, us as uh, primitive when we try to hold on to our heritage. Bonfries should get a thorough lesson on how to preserve their heritage and be proud of it. Shandu in Cape Town, good morning. Good morning, Kilane Nijan. Ah, Bob. I'm good, thank you very yeah. much. And you? Very well, thanks. Uh, I want to take on this one uh, to remind my, my, my generation of my heritage. I want to, to say to them, all Shandu Ngombata, but it's a series of, of, of a list where we where I want to teach my children, my generation of where to go on and I want to to encourage my generation of where to marry and where not, where to marry and where not to marry. So mm. my heritage, I want to tell them a story. Okay. So that's all I want to say. Thank you very much, Shandu. You're raising a very, very important point there, uh, Dr. Tsuane, uh, that we perhaps need to 
educate our youngsters much as the, the, the culture and heritage evolves. But, for instance, you have a clan clans that fall under your surname. For instance, Equala uh, and Perpetua, Evilagazi, and so on and so on. I can't have a relationship with those people, you know, a love relationship, so to speak. And I need to teach my children that you cannot have, uh, you know, even a sexual uh, uh, relationship with a, a person from uh, a Vilagazi, for instance, being Equala. So those are some of the things that uh, perhaps we are forgetting. How do we make sure that we preserve such things? So, we are living in a time when issues around uh, what I can call either either I'll use the word tribal authority or traditional authorities. We have moved away from the call and we have moved now into the skyscrapers. Some of the teachings were best done in the call. I'm using the word call consciously because I refer to the village where there were cultural practices that were done through regiments and so on and so forth and practice including games. So there's what you call indigenous games. Indigenous games uh, have got the great knowledge about how young people should interact through game and what social significance they symbolizes, what knowledge and information they carry. And so our indigenous games are very important in educating people. They were not only physical, they involve a lot of things. We may take them for granted, but I'll tell you, those in universities are researching the significance of the things that we used to do, and those things cannot be revived because we have moved on and we are scorning on them. What, you should, what should happen, sir, is simple. Let us not pretend that our education is correct in actually carrying our cultures, our languages, and our practices. Our education, sir, is not correct in terms of curriculum design development and the philosophy. We still are, we still are not doing the right things because we are afraid of taking a risk of being alienated by the dominant cultures. For example, sir, when uh, uh, Minister Moseha wanted to, to bring in the issue of Mandariana to schools, we all made a lot of issues around it. Because uh, whenever somebody is trying to do something for something and not having done something for his own people, it becomes a problem. It is called charity begins at home. One of the callers said we should have a language in South Africa and not many languages. I'll tell, you, I'll tell the person simple terms that each language carries a philosophy. When we develop philosophy in our education system, we will be able to embed and put into it a heritage, which is what you call an intellectual heritage. We don't have intellectual heritage awareness. Okay. Our languages our languages has got intellectual people who have it happened before. Those things that things us you must bring the intellectual heritage into the discourse. This is another issue that I want us to bring uh, uh, onto the table quickly. Well, Sikhalo says that uh, uh, our cultures and traditions eroded by substitute ideology, i.e. bry, African child will never know his true heritage. And uh, this one says, say no to Bride Day. That's uh, Busani uh, Gaweni there talking about, uh, also you may remember, as I ch- just touch on the five things that you may have forgotten about this day. Heritage Day was rebranded as National Bride Day. The media campaign aimed to recognize the South African tradition, in, tradition of the bride as something every South African is able to relate to. Uh, 
perhaps uh, shortly, Professor Coplin, you may want to respond to that. But let's take Shengi Wamabaso here. Uh, she's here, Ekol. She's our producer, by the way. And she wants to share, uh, you know, her, her thoughts about heritage and uh, her being a Kyrgyzah from where she comes from. No, <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> morning, Gujarat. All right, thank yes, you. Lutomina, I just want to say, Gumtung, Wampulazum Yama, Ninena, Lumuntun Yang and Gendava, Ninena, Lizinfezim, Billy Campilla Pumaliling, Gumziligas, Gamashoban, Ushovanagana Gasa, Gazigote, Mabas, Oabas and Dabin, Gazua Ilanga, Lioshon, Ninabagamuela, Abawela, Oawela is ambassy, Gizikal, Ninabagan Gomoza, Vulingaba, the Vulingaba, Lassengomi. Nina ena lugulum lenze kwa bulawayo, mandunga mali. Mina, ngingu kumalo, hundabezita, uga mziligazi. That's um, me. Mabasa, Thank you very much. Thank you, Mabaso. And of course, I'm sure uh, all the Mabasos today will feel the heritage has been done. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, uh, uh, Professor Koblin, quickly, now that we have uh, this in 2005 rebranded uh, National Bride Day, there was a big hoo-ha about that. Some people were not really happy about it, but others said, what the heck? Let's, uh, let's move on with it. Well, um, I think you have to admit that uh, South Africans do love to bry, and it is something that uh, all the different groups uh, do. If you want South Africans not to come to uh, an event, just tell them there's no brying allowed, <laughs> and uh, you'll have a small crowd. Um, it's you know part of the problem is I sympathize in the sense that we are looking for aspects of public culture, things that we all share, and there aren't very many. You know we can't talk about going to the mall uh, and those sort of things as a few things that unite us. So that part is okay. I don't think Heritage Day, of course, should be. A rebranded bride day because um, we all like to have a bride because we do have our diverse and separate and and rich historical uh, cultures uh, that we can celebrate and we can share as well but we can also share them uh, at the bride you know um there's uh, we are a great sporting nation and there there are many other things but you know you're not you're not going you can take the south african away from the bride but you can't take the bride away from the south african Okay. Thank you very much, Dr. David Coplin, Professor of Social Anthropology at Vets University, for joining us. And also thanks to Dr. Utsile Tswane, who is an independent researcher, Kitso Yasitso, Heritage and Tourism. My name is Bongikwala Kilanelngonumdlovwendlondo. And of course, Vilagazi Maji, I'm Perpetua. Thank you very much for joining us. And thank you very much.